Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. It is uh, nine minutes after the hour, and if you've never seen a double-barrel pump shotgun, uh, I think we're going to find out a little bit about one uh, from uh, Garson over at Graffs. He's on board with us. State Representative and Second Amendment supporter Chuck Basie is with us. Dale Roberts on board with us. Uh, And then uh, before I get too far, uh, Garson, uh, who have you brought with you here? I have Wes with Leupold. Hey, Wes. Uh, Is it welcome. Leupold or Leupold and Stevens still? Leupold and Stevens, technically, but... No. Yeah, but it's... Uh if, if there's a question about optics, I guess Wes is the guy to talk to, and we'll do that in a minute. Uh, but we also have with us the president of the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance, uh, and he's written a piece about the Second Amendment Preservation Act. That would be Kevin uh, Jameson. Uh, Kevin, welcome to the program. What was the impetus? What good made morning. You, good morning. What made you write this, uh, this, uh, this editorial? Well, th- this... Uh is a response to a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, uh, the, the local news, the Kansas City Star, uh, has been implying that this nullifies federal law, that this uh, allows uh, uh, adult abusers to have guns, uh, a number of things that it most definitely does not do. And it, it uh, and these these fictions, these urban myths, are, are floating through the shooting community. They, and some people are under the impression that the feds cannot enforce federal law in Missouri anymore, and that is simply not true. So, if I convert my AR-15 to full auto, and uh, the the uh, an agent from the BATF. Uh, sees me, uh, they can arrest me. Yes, no question. Suppose uh, I'm only that, seen with my fully automatic AR-15 by the local Columbia police officer. Can he arrest me? Well, there's a state law uh, concerning uh, possession of uh, automatic weapons uh, unless you have a license from the federal government. So he, too, could arrest you. Uh, and I assume that uh, the federal government can then piggyback off that prosecution. Yes. All right. So yes, they, they, they can take, take the case. So what's the point of this law? Well, it's a, at, le- at minimum, it, it is a, uh, uh, a speed bump uh, to the federal government uh, further abusing its authority and restricting the rights of people to possess and enjoy firearms. You know, I, there I'm reading... are there are specific areas that the legislature has stated are violations of the, of the Second Amendment and the Missouri equivalent, and uh, they, they're set forth in the Act, and uh, that local law enforcement is prohibited from assisting federal government in these restrictions. Uh, there are a couple of exceptions to that. <clears throat> Excuse me. If uh, the if if the firearms uh, violation is tangential to the uh, uh, the federal uh, the federal investigation. 
the uh, local law enforcement can assist in this. If if someone burglarizes a uh, a fire uh, firearms uh, store, then yeah, that's a, a violation of federal law. And because it's a burglary and there's a state law against burglary, uh, the uh, local law enforcement can assist in uh, prosecuting, uh, investigating, prosecuting people uh, for that burglary and theft. Let me uh, let me play the devil's advocate. And by the way, if uh, any of you guys want to jump in on this, uh, and that includes Wes, if you've got questions, uh, feel free to ask, or if you have clarifications you want to make. But one of the uh, one of the key things that you point out in your op-ed is um, that you. You've got to be law-abiding. You can't be a criminal or engage in criminal behavior. Uh, yes. And, and then it's defined. Yes, the Missouri legislature has departed from its glorious tradition of not defining its terms to uh, define law-abiding citizen as a person who is not otherwise prohibited under state law from possessing firearms. And there are a number of uh, prohibitions in state law about to prohibit uh, people from possessing firearms if uh, mental diseases or defects, if they have a a felony record, things of this nature. If you just turn the radio on, in addition to our regular guests, uh, we have the president of the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance. Um, He is an attorney. He's written a Second Amendment Preservation Act uh, op-ed, and his name is Kevin Jameson. If you've got questions, uh, 874-9390 or toll-free, 800-529-5572. If the uh, Biden administration passes a law that says you cannot have a magazine that holds uh, more than 10 rounds, what would the obligation be of local law enforcement if they find you with a magazine that holds, you know, 20 plus. They would have no obligation uh, to report you to the federal government. In fact, they're forbidden from enforcing uh, that federal law. And I I must point out, this is not an op-ed. I submitted it to the Kansas City Star as an op-ed, but they ignored it, of course. Uh, So it's going into the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance uh, newsletter, and it's going up in some other places, too. All right, we will uh, try and post a link. Um, Let me me go to Dale. Dale, you had a question? Hi, Kevin. Dale Roberts. It's been quite a while. I... uh, you know, five seventy one oh two oh is the is the portion of state statute that says it's illegal to possess a machine gun in violation of federal law. So if SEPA says we no longer recognize those federal laws, what do you think that does to that to the Missouri provision that otherwise prohibited automatic weapons? No, I don't think it does anything to it because it. it SAPA does not say that we that that law does not exist anymore. That the state law about machine guns doesn't exist. It says that uh, Missouri, Missouri law enforcement cannot enforce any further encroachments on the right to keep and bear arms. 
Right. So the the state, if, if if someone is possessing machine guns, then local law enforcement can assist the feds in in the investigation. Well, I I thought I don't have it in front of me that the final version of SEPA uh, said Missouri will not recognize past or future infringements on the Second Amendment right, which would suggest you know, previous federal prohibitions wouldn't apply. And from what I can see, Missouri's only prohibition is the one that says you can't have it if it's in violation of federal law. Well, Missouri does have have that statute, and it, it, and it says you cannot possess a, a machine gun, silencer, short-barreled uh, firearms uh, in, if you're possessing them in violation of federal law. This does not obliterate that state statute. No, but the state statute only says I can't have it if it violates federal law. And if we don't, if we don't recognize federal law, then... No, it doesn't say we don't recognize federal law. It says that uh, five specific areas that uh, are an infringement of the Second Amendment. And any specific tax or fee or or stamp on firearms, uh, not common common to other goods and services, and any registration or tracking, any uh, registration or tracking of ownership, or any act forbidding the possession, ownership, use, or transfer by law-abiding citizens, and any act ordering the confiscation of firearms, firearms accessories or ammunition from law-abiding citizens. Right, so, so Section 4, that, or, or your enumerated 4, that says any act forbidding possession, do you think that that covers it? I mean, if Missouri says we don't recognize any act forbidding possession of firearms by law-abiding citizens, then that suggests Missouri doesn't recognize the federal prohibition on machine guns or not. No, it does not. Uh, the the the, sta- the statute. You, uh, if you read the statute in full, the, the statute says that if there is a federal uh, law that has a state equivalent, then uh, local law enforcement can assist. And the federal law on machine guns has a state equivalent. Which says we only forbid them if they're against federal law, and this and SEPA says we don't recognize that federal law. All right, guys, hang on. SEPA, nothing, SEPA nothing does not say that. All right, hang on, because we are up against the clock, and I want to hear these two attorneys explore this uh, to the uh, to the end of, uh, of the of, of the topic. So, hang on, we're going to come right back. You're listening to Gary on Guns Hot Talk, ninety three nine Eagle. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, we're going to talk optics here in a couple of minutes. Garson is in from Graphs. Uh, Dale Roberts uh, is on board. Attorney Chuck Basie is with us, Second Amendment supporter, state representative, uh, and also with us, president of the Western Missouri Shooters Alliance, uh, and that would be uh, Kevin Jameson. Seems like we're in kind of a four-next loop here uh, because uh, Dale is saying that the law... Well, explain your position on this because... Looks like we're just going around in a circle. Yeah, we may be just beating a dead horse. Uh, 
SEPA basically says Missouri won't act, excuse me, Missouri won't recognize any federal act forbidding the possession of a firearm by a law-abiding citizen. The feds still have a law against, in this case, a machine gun, but Missouri does not. And then the next step uh, is... Missouri does have a law against it, though. That, uh, where? Sorry. Where? where? 571.020, I Right, but that law so you says you cannot possess a machine, a machine gun unless you have a license issued uh, by the uh, federal government. Uh, actually, it says you can't possess a machine gun in violation of federal law. Yes. So if Missouri does not recognize that federal law, uh, SAPA doesn't say that. SAPA says local law enforcement can't enforce federal law right okay so that's my point is is that's a big difference well gary's question earlier was if you i believe if you had a machine huh. gun can a missouri officer do something about it and my point was yes all right never mind <laughs> okay that's uh, a little bit like the marijuana law medic if you got a medical marijuana card and you've got med marijuana in your trunk uh, a local law enforcement cannot in, uh, arrest you for that, but the drug enforcement agency can. Uh, because now, if Missouri had a, uh, a uh, now, if you did not have a medical marijuana card, then local law enforcement officer can officers can enforce the marijuana law. Right. And, and if I didn't make it clear, I was saying I was referring to state officers, not federal officers, in terms of enforcing that provision. But that's, you know. All right. Let me let me yeah. do this. Uh, Kevin, where can listeners go to read your op ed or your uh, your editorial? Well, it's going to be uh, posted on the uh, Western Missouri Shooters Line, WMSA.net. Uh, it's going to be at the Missouri Sports Shooting Association. Uh, I think it's going to go, uh, I was told it was going to go up there. And I'm going to put it on, on my website, uh, kljamisonlaw.com. And um, I'm going to send it out on my Facebook to, to people who, have joined me on Facebook, um, and they they can read it for themselves. And I cite specific areas of the statute, <clears throat> so they can, uh, they can uh, check for themselves. Great, and I, I I've read it. Uh, I'm impressed. It's succinct. It's clear, uh, and I hope everybody gets their hands on it so that they uh, they understand. Uh, just exactly what's in this uh, in this uh, legislation. Before I let you go, I used to periodically, through Tim Oliver at LearnToCarry.com, pick up a, a DVD that you would produce every couple of years when state laws yeah. would change. Are you still producing those DVDs? Yes, I still have them. We sell them out of my office. Uh, and if you contact me... Uh, 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 my 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 very nice, very very uh, efficient uh, office manager will put one in the mail to you. Uh, 
they we haven't updated it in in recent years because there hasn't been a substantial difference in, in the law. They, I mean, there we have a stand your ground law now. Uh, we uh, we we were holding off updating it uh, to see what the legislature did, uh, but apparently. Uh, we're going to have to wait another year to see if they make some significant changes that are specific to concealed carry law. Kevin, thank you so much for being on board with us. Uh, look forward to having you back as well, by the way. Uh, Anytime. Can, all right, take care. Glad to have you on uh, Gary on Guns. Uh, I am uh, pleased to tell you that we can talk optics uh, because we've got the expert on board. Wes is going to be uh, chatting with us in a few minutes. And then, uh, as uh, Dale was saying in the studio, apparently uh, gifts for all. Dale, it looks like Garson has brought something for all of us. Well, when when Wes unpacked his bag with all these scopes, I thought, cool Christmas. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll find out what all uh, is in from graphs uh, with Garson, and then uh, we'll talk optics too with Wes. All on Gary on Guns. Hot Talk ninety three nine Eagle. 35 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Firearms being passed around here in the studio uh, from Graves. <laughs> oh, man, you, you are right, Dale. <laughs> Gifts for everyone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't have, I'm not even going to fill out the adoption papers. I'll just, you know, you keep them busy, I'll, I'll spirit them out. Oh, you uh, know Garson's taking everything home with him. <laughs> yeah, it's probably, yeah. It, it, please tell me these aren't one of a kind. Uh, the shotgun is. Um, I've actually got two more of the HK clones at the, the shop. shotgun is really gnarly. We'll get into that in a minute. Chuck Basie, state representative on board. Dale Roberts with us. Uh, Garson is in from Graffs and Wes uh, from Leupold. It's l e u p o l d dot com. L e u p o l d dot com. Yeah, there's no a in there. I said L E U. I know, but everybody, everybody's like, I need one of those Leupold scopes. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's L-E-U-P-O-L-D dot com. Wes, welcome. How are you? Oh, uh, doing pretty good. Thanks for uh, having me on this morning. Oh, we're, we're glad to have you on board. Uh, I, when it comes to scopes, boy, you guys have got it made. By the way, I, I, I was cruising through your website, and uh, I don't have a lot of optics uh, on my rifles, but uh, for years, I would just take a rag and try and clean the lens. Uh, it turned out to be not a really good idea. But you actually have an optic lens pen. We do, yeah. So it's it's actually got two ends. There's a brush on one end. So if you've got some larger debris or, you know, if you're taking it out in the field, have leaves or chunks or anything like that, you can kind of get some of that big debris off with that brush in and then flip it over and you've got a, a microfiber in to really get all that stuff off and clear it up pretty good. So with it, And it's got dry cleaning? Yeah, it's... Uh, well, it's it's like a little rubber tip, and then it's got like a microfiber pad kind of on the end of it, and some kind of little bit of solvent impregnated into it. But yeah, that's great. Now you don't have that little ring of dirt around the outside exactly, of the lens. Exactly. Uh, all right, so um, I'm going to let Garson kind of kick us off here because uh, you guys are carrying Leupold. Lu <laughs> yeah, I almost did it. <laughs> uh, which lines uh, are you uh, are you guys carrying over at Graphs? Um, we can get everything, um, just due to the enormity of their line, um, there's only so much we can keep in stock. Um, the, um, the big thing I'm waiting for is their new, um, pistol red dot sight. 
it's um, amazing. Um, so traditionally, you would have to um, take your slide off your gun, take it to a machine shop, and have them mill it so you could install um, a red dot sight on it. Loophold has this genius new design that allows you to install a red dot sight into your existing dovetail uh, of your rear sight. Really? Yeah. It's an amazing little thing, and it's tiny. I mean, it's... Um, so, no holster changes, no um, no permanent modifications to your gun, no high-end machining required. You can buy it, drift your old side out, um, install the base for this, and then screw this down to it, and you're off to the races. That is... Uh, what size dot is that, Wes? It's uh, 3MOA. Yeah, so nice medium-sized dot, good for accuracy and speed. Neat. Um, well, what about the uh, the glasses? I, I saw that you guys had some um, really nice-looking glasses. Um, tell yeah. me about them. Yeah, so it was something new kind of that they got into last year a little bit. Um, we're calling it our performance eyewear just because of clarity and overall just durability they've got the same uh, scratch resistant coatings that all of our scopes have on them so that's something kind of new to the to the industry really i don't know anybody else that's doing anything quite like that and just you know the, the polarization is really impregnated into those lenses as well um which there's you know some other companies out there that have some decent polarization just a surface coating yeah and they're you know they may not hold up as well i've always been a big sunglass guy and have worn a lot of different things and the ones that I've got here in my hand have held up really well for I don't know the last six or eight months that I've been wearing them so I'm I'm pretty impressed with them. So is that actually a glass lens or is it still nope, part they're, of it? They're polymer so they are Z87 and ANSI rated um, glass lenses can't be shooting yeah. rated. so also one other feature that's really cool so you could also wear them on job sites because they're OSHA approved as well on the Z87 oh, wow. side so um, you know, and they also have to be a certain curvature. So, like this one's got a little more curvature around the side of the eye eye box. So they would be in that ANC rated category. We've got a couple. They're the same ballistic polymer lenses, but because they're a little flatter, um, they can't be ANC rated technically by by standards. So, no, they're super nice, super durable, really clear. They look good. I'm pretty impressed with them so far. And how many different models they have? Uh, we've got six. I think six different models and then three or four different lens frame color combos on each. So I think there's, I don't know, 50 or 60 SKUs or something total. So. Oh, wow. Cog out those in order yet? <laughs> uh, we're working on that part. <laughs> Still working on that. But For the record, there. those glasses don't make Garson look any better. Uh, <laughs> they don't make just, me look any worse, though. So. Uh, we, we can well. find you a pair that'll work on that, I think. <laughs> All right. Tell me about Project Hunt. Um, well, that's, that's something new that we just launched a week ago or so, and I haven't read all the fine print on it myself, to be honest with you, but I know it's a, a deal they're trying to get out there and get uh, kind of the local small town guys on a, on a filmed hunt. Um, I know you have to, kind of, you have to submit a two-minute video or something like that kind of a presentation of what um, you're looking to do, and then I think they're going to evaluate those or you know, draw for the winner kind of thing. So I think they're winning like a loophole prize package with some different accessories and things like that. And then um, they're going to get their whole film crew out there uh, to film this hunt. So I think it's it's a pretty cool opportunity that not everybody's going to 
get every day of the week, so I'm kind of curious to see how all that ends up. You plan the hunt, you call the shots, we'll send the videographer uh, and uh, hit record uh, and hit record. Uh, entering is easy. Simply let us know what you're hunting, where you're hunting, and why your story is unique. Uh, this goes through August 1st. Uh, if you're uh, interested, uh, go to the Leupold uh, website, L-E-U-P-O-L-D dot com. Uh, Garson has brought in some firearms from uh, Graf's, and I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of uh, optics are on those. Hmm. No optics yet. No optics. <laughs> so um, we had that standard manufacturing um, pistol last time. And I, I like that so much, I went ahead and was able to source one of the DP-12 shotguns. This is a double-barrel pump-action shotgun. Um, I, was, I, was, I really didn't understand how it worked until I got it in my hands. Um, so when you, when you pump the action, it loads two rounds, and then it's got a double-trigger or double trigger pull like a side-by-side -side shotgun would have. So you pull the trigger once, it fires one chamber pull the trigger a second time, fires a second chamber, and that unlocks the action, allows you to cycle it, and gives you two fresh rounds. Um, I, I, I'm just amazed by it. The engineering that went into this is pretty cool. Um, it is a heavy little guy, but it is a bullpup shotgun as well. So if you're familiar with, like, the KSG, um, it's similar to that. But it's, I mean, it's, it's basically two shotguns <laughs> in one. Um, and it's a uh, 16 round total capacity. It's already got a foregrip on the uh, front end of it. Um, Dale Dale can barely lift it. He says <laughs> <laughs> it it is a little heavy compared to what I've been uh, um, shooting. It's got a full length top Picatinny rail, so a loophole RDS would sit nice on top of that. It would. Look yeah. On there. And as bad as I am at skeet. Uh, maybe if I pull two triggers, <laughs> maybe if I launch two at once, I'd have a chance here. Uh, that is just a gnarly. It's a DP-12 uh, double-barrel pump shotgun. Yep, from Standard Manufacturing. Um, just a cool little um, compact shotgun. Wow. That really is. That is really neat. All right. Hang on, we got more with Wes, we got more with Garson, we got Chuck Basie, State Representative, Dale Roberts with us, it's Gary on Guns, and it's Hot Talk, 93.9 The Eagle. <laughs> Welcome, it's 49 minutes after the hour. Brian, we have a complaint. Uh-oh. Brandy sent a message. No pictures today? Yeah, Garson, to uh, Garson is slacking this morning. I don't know why he's not taking pictures of the stuff they brought in. But... I'll let Dale do that. Oh, Dale's. It's Dale's fault. Dale's slacking. He's sleeping over in the corner. Right? He's no, the Dale cameraman. Was, I, I didn't realize Dale was working at Graf's now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody should. No, I love Graf's. Uh, in fact, I endorse Graf's all the time. Um, before we get too far, loophold, L-E-U-P-O-L-D dot com. Wes is with us on optics. Uh, Wes, what is, uh, in your opinion, uh, the most frequently sold uh, optic that you sell that you guys carry probably our our freedom line um, we just sell a crap load of those i mean it's a, it's a hunting base optic and the the price point's kind of in that three to five hundred dollar range which is in the wheelhouse of the majority so we we really sell a lot of those but obviously we've got some really good options as you go up in price point a little bit and some additional features that go along with them 
Okay, and and can Garson Garson can get a hold of anything you guys carry, right? Yep, absolutely. All right, graphs in Mexico, Missouri, well worth the ride. Uh, all right, uh, we just told you about the shotgun, but wait, there's more. What else we got here? Because I'm drooling over some of these. Yes. So after after months and months and months of waiting, um, we've got some PTR MP5 clones. Um, this is the uh, 9CT uh, PTR Model 601. So this is a 9mm pistol based off the HK MP5. Uh, it's got an M-Lock handguard. Uh, comes with two 30-round ETS mags, and it is threaded. And has the three lug adapter. So if you're running, if you want to run a suppressor on one, it is set up to take um, either threaded or the three lug design suppressors. Um, and of course, um, you can add a pistol brace to this or a Franklin Armory uh, trigger group to it to get the binary trigger. And uh, just uh, awesome, fun. And I got two of these. So this one, the one here I'm holding is mine. I bought this first thing out the gate when it came in stock because I I've been waiting for the HK SP5 for two years. And none have been available. Uh, so I bought this to tide me over. Naturally. <laughs> but there are two more at the shop. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. we, we got a bunch of guns at the shop. I, I, I'd say we have more guns right now than we've had in the last two years. Um, we've got some AK pistols. we got a CZ Orange. Um, we even got a civilian PEC-15, the ANTIPAL. Uh, so if you're looking for a, a fancy laser designator, we've got a, we've got a civilian model PEC-15. Um, all kinds of crazy stuff. Um, how's how you do? How you guys doing with ammo? Are we starting to catch up a little bit? Is the retail little... store is fully stocked with ammo right now. I mean, we got a ridiculous amount of ammo. We we loaded them up. Wow! We got our first shipment from Remington since they started uh, producing ammo again. Um, so if you're still in need of ammo, get up there and get it before we sell out. This is good news. Um, I don't know how long it'll last. And it'll, I it'll be a short reprieve. I, I can guarantee that. We're, we're not out of the woods yet, but we're getting to the edge. 45 ACP, 9 mil, got all that? Uh, I actually didn't see any 45, but there was a bunch of 9, a uh, bunch of 22, um, and some 38 and 357 stuff. Uh, so I would hope there's some 45 in there, but like I said, I didn't actually physically see it, so maybe, maybe not. The 9 mil is probably the most... Uh, yeah, nine mil is definitely yeah. the highest demand pistol caliber. Uh, we got a bunch of two two three, um, and three oh eight. We got some three oh eight in some cheap stuff too, not just the high end hunting stuff. So yeah, we got plinking ammo again at close to plinking ammo prices. Wow, definitely worth the ride uh, to Mexico, Missouri to Graffs. What else you got for us? Um, more loophole optics. Yeah, so I've got. Uh a uh, couple of our our new lines here. We've we've come out with a Mark III HD this year, uh, so really kind of complement the a little more tactical line. Um, and then we've also got our new VX III HD, which is more of the hunting side. Really similar uh, similar glass and coatings on these two, but just geared a little bit different to different crowds. Um, so like on the Mark III here, this is really a, a mill based scope, so mill clicks, mill reticle. Uh, this one I'm holding here is the low power. One to four option. A lot of guys like to run on ARs. Um, yeah, perfect right. three-gun optic. Exactly, exactly. With uh, illumination on the side dial here, um, 
And then one thing we added in with both of these are the the uh, removable throw lever there. So that's yeah, I see all three of those got a throw lever on them, which is yep, great because exactly. I, I remember having to buy forty and fifty dollar machined aluminum throw levers to add to to add to my optics that didn't have it. Yep, and that was something new that that they decided was kind of an added value for the consumer and really just something to kind of set it apart. Yeah, and this is much more secure because it threads in instead of just being clamped on to um, the turret. Yep, and then if for some reason you decide you don't want it, there's a... A uh, plug for it to block it? Cap that it comes with. You can take it out and remove it Perfect. If, you, if you don't want it, especially on the hunting hunting rifle. Some guys don't want them on there. Um, yeah, just another snag point. Right, you don't need it getting right. away if you're out in the field. Um, so this one, the 1 4 has got cap turrets. The 3 to 9 Mark III actually has our new P5 turret, so it's 10th mil clicks. It's got zero stop options, so you're all the way... You know, turning it all the way back to zero, it's going to stop for you. You're not going to go past it. Um, and then you've also got capped windage on that as well. This one does not have illumination on it, but we do have a couple other higher power skews that are going to have illumination. Um, on the VX3, so this is really kind of our one of our flag sh flagship ship optics that has been out for a while. Um, the HD is really the updated coatings from what the 3i was the last four or five years and what light transmission is that new coating getting you now um i mean they're they're in the upper 90s you know light transmission is really a debatable subject really i like to refer to it as useful light transmission one thing loophole does is really good low light transmission so obviously yeah. when, when it's getting dark you're it, still able to see really well and, and that's it, the thing a lot of a lot of guys buy a scope in you know daylight so a absolutely. lot of cheaper scopes look comparable to it but once you get into the dusk or dawn situation, then you start seeing huge differences in those scopes. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one thing you don't realize, too, uh, in that dusk or dawn situation with the sun's going down or coming up, you get a lot of weird light angles out there, even in the atmosphere and that kind of thing. And you can really wash out a scope really bad at that time of day. Um, you know, they do a lot of extra steps and procedures to prevent some of that. So we have some of the best glare reduction on the market currently. Wes, when is the is this uh, uh, laser sight that you guys are coming out with that that Garson was talking about earlier? When does that come out? The the, oh, the pistol micro sight. pistol sight. Uh, it's it's out now. We're actually shipping it currently. Um, it's just been a little a little slow on the production side, slower than we hoped, just due to all the demand. But uh, this one that I have here is actually the Glock model. We're um, coming out with two a Glock and a, a Smith and Wesson M and P model, which we've been shipping the Glocks since probably May. Roughly, and they're and, still. Working. And what is that called? What is that? Uh, it's uh, Delta Point Micro. So we've had the Delta Point Pro, which is your standard reflex style red dot for for quite a while. Um, this is something they've been working on for a while, and finally kicked it out to the market this year. Just a really cool, low profile, you know, conceal or even just standard size uh, handgun option. And on the lighted scope, I really like that uh, on-off every other function that. Yeah. Is so, that going to be throughout your line of scopes? Yeah, pretty much all of them have that option. That way, you know, if, if you're wanting to keep it at, at a certain setting, you know, whether it's all the way up or all the way down, you're not having to turn it a complete revolution to turn it off. You're just going an in-between click, if you will. So, like, in-between the 6 and 7 intensity is actually off, or in-between sure. the 5 and 6 is off. Nice. Just makes it a, a quick turn on. Yep, super convenient. That is neat. Um all right. Uh, any of these uh, can be ordered, if not in stock, at uh, Graf's in Mexico, Missouri. 
Uh, we got a caller that uh, wanted to know, Garson, if you have any 40 cal. Hmm. That is also a good question. <laughs> well, let me ask Dale. Yeah, she's, I didn't see any. Um, just uh, call up to the retail store and uh, uh, give them a shout. And uh, if there's if there's any there, you can get them to hold some back for you. If you're not if you're not you know passing through there immediately. Well, um, I, I would hope so. Um, but yeah, I I did not. I, I grabbed my ammo and ran. <laughs> <laughs> just. Looking out for number one, huh? Yeah, of course. Heck with, heck with the rest of us. You got what you wanted, sure. Uh, go to uh, the website for Leupold, L-E-U-P-O-L-D dot com. Look up Project Hunt. Uh, it's right at the top of their screen. And who knows, they may come out and video your hunt with you and, and record it. Um, that sounds like a lot of fun, uh, whether it's binoculars or uh, sunshades, glasses. Uh, Rangefinders. Range all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Loophole <clears throat> seems to have it all, and uh, Garson can get his hands on it. For, by the way, uh, you want to make sure that uh, that you get it before Garson gets because Garson sees it on the shelf. <laughs> it's his habit to take it. Hey, hey, first come, first serve, man. Yeah, there you go. Chuck Basie, state representative, Second Amendment supporter, thank you for being with us. Thank you. And Dale Roberts, thank you for being on board. Garson, yes. Wes, nice to meet you. Yep, Whatever it. it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your life. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.